Welcome back to another episode of Find Your Way with your host Q Chime. On today's episode, we'll be labeling it the empowered mind. Our main focus will be on leaning into discomfort and exploring how we often try to outrun vulnerability and uncertainty. So grab a cup of coffee and let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Find Your Way with your host, Q Chanis. And I mentioned in the intro, we'll be labeling this podcast or this episode, The Empowered Mind. So we have a profound topic to explore. We'll be diving into the insightful wisdom, as I mentioned to you before. I've been I've been really into Brene Brown uh, book uh, and focusing on particularly on her book, The Gifts of Imperfection. So our main focus, as I mentioned, will be leaning into discomfort and exploring, exploring and trying to figure out why and how we often try to outrun that part of vulnerability and uncertainty. Then I want to like ask you a question like why do you think so? It's it's really interesting. So before starting and talking about this, I do want to share something uh, personal. Uh, before coming to Japan, I would say for before like two months before coming here to Mexico, I said Japan, but it was actually Mexico. Sorry for that. Uh, me and my dad had this sort of how can I say like we have a very strong bond and somehow it kind of con- we connected we connected in a in a way that it affected us both physically and emotionally so i was going through i i don't really want to say depression or being depressed or anything like that but i was just sad and a little bit um not really having an objective or passion for doing something i would still go out for runs and i would definitely still go you know to my work and have fun with my kids and all but i kind of like missed um, having how can i put it like a like a goal having a a, a set goal and just going for it so i would i was uh basically talking with my dad almost every morning before you know getting into the classroom and you know punching in punching punching the card in and you know starting uh school and somehow it also affected him you know and the interesting thing is we both became quite open about how we felt or about what we are going through. Of course, he's 70 years old. Um, he's practically retired, but um, he's still, you know, he's undecided. He wants to work. He doesn't want to work. If he's not working, he doesn't know what to do. You know, he is, of, of course, he's from the 50s. And, you know, back in the day, it was practically, it's just you're married to your job and taking care of your family and all that. And once you're retired, if you had hobbies, then that's good for you. But if you didn't and uh, all of a sudden you're out of work, then, I mean, I guess you go crazy, right? And the thing is, uh, after being here in Mexico, I'd say uh, two weeks, I've seen a change in him. You know, of course, both of us being together and doing things together. It's its just amazing, right? Uh, being with your family, joking and going around, doing fun, fun stuff and all. Uh, it gives you this, you know, sense of uh, freedom and happiness that maybe was a little bit missed when you are by yourself, right? That, that definitely happened to me in Japan and just coming here to Mexico and being around my family. And being able to also just open up um, and be vulnerable, it's it's amazing, right? But again, 
uh, that was, uh, you know, before getting into, you know, Bernie Brown's book, The Gifts of Imperfection. Thank you for listening to that story. But like at the moment, I'm having a blast here. It's a little bit hot. It's a little bit uncomfortable. And, and yeah, like I mentioned before, I am getting a lot of a reverse cultural shock still. And I can't really see myself coming back. It, it It's quite hard. I don't really fit in properly you know really but maybe in another place in mexico i don't know i'm still undecided on what to do but anyway um let's go now and start diving in in like otherwise I, i'm just gonna be talking about personal stuff and oh, of course if you want me to talk about my personal stuff just let me know and maybe i can set another day instead of wednesdays you know i was thinking about maybe doing something on a different day, maybe like Wednesdays is psychology and education in English and maybe on Fridays I can do something in Spanish and maybe another day I can do like Japanese. I don't know. Just let me know in the comments. That would be great. And again, thank you so, so much for all the support. I'm having a lot of fun and it's this is great. Like seriously, thank you. Thank you so much okay so now let's explore the central theme of the gifts of imper imperfection like i really do recommend you getting that book it's an amazing book it's gonna open your eyes a lot but again just take everything with a grain of salt don't just believe everything that is in there because it is quite subjective it is quite difficult to research or have proof onto how people experience joy and happiness and vulnerability and so forth it's practically impossible it's quite subjective because it's more of an emotion and a feeling but you know these people are doing their research and having neurological masks masks put on uh, different people with different backgrounds and you know it's just it, there's a lot of depends in in this but anyway uh Brene brown urges us to embrace vulnerability and recognize that it is not a sign of weakness but a testament to our courage and nowadays in a society that often values perfection and masks vulnerability it it, it quite makes us lean into discomfort and that um, becomes a powerful act of authenticity so letting your fears out letting yourself be open you know instead of valuing perfection and masking vulnerability that's something that we need to do we need to open the doors of our heart the thing is i feel and i think you will feel the same way when we go now into social media we're talking about vulnerability and we're talking about sharing our feelings and sharing our emotions and sharing you know our experiences and this goes with our children this goes with our partner this goes with our parents this goes with basically everyone that you you know uh, spend your time with but the biggest issue with this and, you know, like I mentioning over here, like leaning into discomfort becomes a powerful act of authenticity. The thing is, oftentimes what happens is a lot of people feel entitled to say what they're feeling without thinking about the person in front. And the thing is, like, they often say things such as, this is who I am 
and this is what I think is correct, so this is what I'm saying. But at the same time, while yes, it is okay that you are expressing what you're feeling, you're forgetting something very important, and that's also uh, has a lot to do with ego that we will talk about ego in a in a in a, in another episode. Vulnerability is being honest with yourself and leaning like Brené Brown says leaning into discomfort but that discomfort doesn't mean that you're going to say something brutal to the person in front of you like uh, even though you're feeling uncomfortable uh, about being brutally honest with the person in front of you you also have to think about that person this what she means what Brené Brown means in terms of embracing vulnerability is embracing your own weaknesses and being okay with those weaknesses, leaning into discomfort. A lot of people, what I've seen is, uh, especially today, for example, today, I ran a 5K, I uh, got second place, yay me. <laughs> and uh, I, I, as soon as we start running, I see three people just going like sprinting, boom. You know, and while yes, they were leaning into discomfort and then maybe they wanted to know how far they can go by sprinting that far, even though they're not ready to run that fast, uh, that that doesn't make you and that's not a powerful act of authenticity. That's being dumb. <laughs> you know, that's basically being dumb. You know, you can't do that if you're not prepared. So it's the same thing with vulnerability. You, it's something that you have to practice First, you have to see yourself in the mirror and be like, okay, what? Let's be honest. You and you, me and me, let's be honest. What are my weaknesses? What is something that I need to work on? What is something that I'm often, oftentimes I'm making the same mistake over and over again? Okay, I'm oftentimes I'm blaming the person in front of me, in front of me, or oftentimes I'm blaming someone else instead of taking responsibility for your own actions. That's what it means. Leaning into discomfort, like I mentioned before, and I'm sorry about sounding like a broken disc, it doesn't mean about damaging the person in front of you. It doesn't mean about attacking the person in front of you. It's about being, dis uh, you know, feeling discomfort about yourself, being honest about your weaknesses, being honest about the things that you're not good at. So Brown's research is grounded in extensive qual uh, qualitative data and personal narratives. So that's why I mentioned take this with a grain of salt because it's a personal narrative. There's no way to assure that the narrative is honest or not. We just have to believe it, right? So she gathered through she gathered all of this through interviews and observations. Her findings aligned with research conducted by Dr. Stephen Hayes, and he is a prominent psychologist and a founder of ACT, ACT, which is Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. So ACT suggests that avoiding discomfort and vulnerability can lead to psychological distress while accepting these emotions paves the way for growth and resilience. So there's a bunch of research uh, out there that says if you don't open up, if you don't share your feelings, you're bound to become this kind of person or uh, experience some sort of psychological distress. And the thing is, I can't right now list all of the different types of emotional damages that you can go through, but it is true that what happens is oftentimes 
I, I think I'm saying the word a lot of like oftentimes I think I'm saying it a lot throughout this podcast. I apologize. I apologize for that. But again, moment. I'm, uh, oftentimes, <laughs> oftentimes, what happens is that you're going through, say, you're happy in the morning. You wake up with a great feeling of happiness, but then all of a sudden you're moody, and then all of a sudden you go back to happy, and then all of a sudden you go, you're depressed, and you don't know what to do. You don't want to do anything. You feel lazy and all that, and then all of these waves are coming at you, and the thing is you start reacting to those emotions to those feelings without knowing why that is happening to you. So I, I would recommend and uh, or suggest that whenever you're feeling those kind of waves, you know, coming at you like, oh, I was happy. And then, uh oh, something is going on, you know, to sit down, take a breather, 10 seconds and be like, OK, the next person that I'm going to talk to, depending on the uh, your line of work, you know, for example, me, I'm always dealing with people. So it's a little bit easier for me to sit down and like I'm feeling a little bit frustrated and I don't want to listen to you, but I can't be that honest. <laughs> right. I can't say that to a child. So I have to swallow that up and be OK. I'm not feeling comfortable at the moment. This is something that I'm thinking while I am dealing with a child or with a student, right? So I do suggest you doing something like that if you are unaware of that. So the fear of vul uh, vulnerability leads us to outrun uncertainty and discomfort. We may engage in behaviors like overworking, seeking constant approval, or numbing our emotions through various means and that i think it goes without saying what that means you know smoking drugs alcohol overeating sweets uh, overworking out you know i've been through that and i've been through days that i almost every day i'm running like 30k 35k yeah while a lot of people say wow you're running a lot and that is super healthy yeah well actually it's not really that healthy you know uh, you're trying to outrun the discomfort of feeling emotions. So I would suggest, like uh, last episode, um, to take maybe pause the podcast right now and take time to think what are those behaviors that you engage in that are probably making you outrun uncertainty and discomfort. Like I mentioned before, sometimes uh, oh, uh, just a, a pri another private anecdote. I was going. We went on a family trip, which was amazing. We went to uh, Merida in Mexico. It was. It is absolutely beautiful. If you have a chance to go, please go. Um, anyway, I went with my nephew there. He's uh, 11 years old, and we finished our lunch. We did uh, something called like rappel and something like that. And it was really good. It was really good. And then all of a sudden, he starts experiencing some fear. And then he says, I'm so hungry, even though we just ate like 30 minutes ago. So he is engaged. He's not really experiencing that discomfort. What he's trying to do is block that discomfort by eating. So while you're eating, you know what happens in your brain. It starts, you know, creating dopamine and all of these things. So it makes you forget. It makes you think about something else. And pretty much what you're doing is just forget. And that's 
that's not what you want to do. You want to go in front of it. You want though that discomfort to hit you like a truck. But you know, you need to know that these actions only provide temporary relief and prevents us from fully experiencing life's richness. And the thing is, a lot of people uh, see n feelings such as angry, sad, and depressed as negative emotions, which they're not. They're not negative. Once, when we are labeling them as negative, what happens is we want to run away from experiencing those feelings. If you're angry, it means that it's bad. If you're sad, it means that it's bad. If you're crying, it means that it's bad. It's not bad at all. The thing is, you're experiencing a feeling. Let yourself feel that feeling. So Brown's book emphasizes that true belonging comes from embracing our imperfections and being comfortable in our own skin. Be honest. Like I mentioned before, be honest. Whenever you're looking at yourself into the mirror, do you like yourself or not? Are you thinking about, oh, I wish I were a little bit taller. Or I had a smaller nose or I had like colored eyes or I wish my, I don't know, my cheekbones were this way or my mouth was bigger, my lips were bigger or whatever. Like, be honest. I, I don't want to sound pompous or anything or arrogant or anything, but every time I look at myself in the mirror, I like, I really like myself. <laughs> and whenever someone takes a picture of me and if it's, uh, I, I like those pictures, you know, and I'm happy with who I am. I used to want to be taller. I used to want to be, you know, lighter, light, light skin and all that. But no, like, why? This is who I am. And I'm a great, beautiful human being such as yourself, you know? And that's something that, you know, we need to embrace those imperfections. Another thing is a key aspect of this is cultivating self-compassion. Um, Dr. Kirsten Neff's research on self-compassion reveals that treating ourselves with kindness, kindness and understanding allows us to navigate vulnerability with greater resilience and strength. You know, this is incredibly important and is as you know riding a bicycle or learning anything you know the more that you do it that easier it will become and that's the thing you know i've heard from several partners that i've you know been with and they always say the same thing like it's it's great that you're able to say sorry as soon as you did something wrong and the thing is yeah it is quite easy for me to say sorry because when you did something wrong there's nothing wrong about the wrong thing that you did, you know? There's nothing wrong. You're human, and we're going to make mistakes, you know? We have to get rid of that idea that a perfect partner exists or a perfect person exists. You know, you're going to do things that are going to annoy your partner. Simple. You're going to do things that were not okay in a classroom. What I mean by not okay, I'm not mean, <laughs> you know, uh, doing something bad to the students. I mean, like, there are gonna, you're going to have classes that were terrible. Yes, it is impossible to walk into a classroom and always have a, that perfect class. It's not possible. And I think it's just like, get rid of that idea. It took me some time to do that. But that's the thing. That's why it's easy for me to say sorry, because I know that I'm going to make mistakes. Um, the book as well, introduces the concept of wholehearted living. And this 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 wholehearted living goes throughout the entire book. 
wholehearted individuals are willing to be vulnerable and lean into discomfort. They have a strong sense of worthiness and are and are not defined by external validations. And these external validations uh, come from posting on social media. You know, there was a there was a, a research, I don't remember by whom, but the thing is, it was a couple of years ago that says people are more likely to uh, post a picture with their significant other when they're looking at pictures of other people with their significant others. <laughs> That's just that's just mind-boggling to me. You know, it's very interesting. It's just because you are at the same time we are unable, we are unable to accept that other people can experience happiness. So at the same time, what we need to do is we need to show people as well that we are happy with our partner. You know, we need we need to get rid of that. Okay, people, let people do what they want, live and let live. Right. Um, so they have a, yeah, like I mentioned, they have a strong sense of worthiness and yeah, they don't need external validations. And then we talked about this before, Carol, Dr. Carol Dweck, and she talked in, on the growth mindset. It, it really complements this idea as a growth, mind, um, growth mindset encourages embracing challenges and failures as opportunities for growth. And this is something that we all need to practice a little bit more. Uh, before we finish, I do want to, um, you know, talk about the pros and cons of vulnerability and how it works. Uh, so as we mentioned, you know, the work from Brene Brown is centered around the power of vulnerability and embracing imperfections as a pathway to living a wholehearted life. So at the same time, she encourages individuals to confront and acknowledge their vulnerabilities. And as I mentioned before, basically what it means is accept yourself, you know, and, and make a list of what are your weaknesses and strengths so in order to understand yourself better. Uh, and practice self-compassion because oftentimes when we do this, eh, I said oftentimes again, <laughs> uh, you know, oftentimes we do this, we focus a lot on the negative side and we forget to you know, focus on the positive side as well. Okay, so let's start. I'm going to share five points for pros on embracing vulnerability. Number one is authenticity and connection. You know, embracing it allows us to be authentic and genuine in our interactions with others. And also it fosters deeper connections as people appreciate openness and honesty. It enhances resilience. So acknowledging it can lead to increased resilience as it allows individuals to confront and cope with challenges effectively. Number three, empathy and compassion. When we recognize our own vulnerability, we are better able to understand and empathize with the struggles of others, promoting a culture of compassion. And this is something that I've I've encountered just honestly a few times. Uh, and I've lived in different places and I've encountered with people from all different backgrounds. It's not like, oh, these people are better than these other people. No, it's just the more you let yourself be open, you know, the more you're going to be able to empathize with others. Number four, emotional well-being. Embracing vulnerability can lead to a reduction in stress and emotional burdens by avoid avoiding the need 
to put uh, to put out a facade. And yeah, it's true. Like you don't need to put on a mask when you are letting yourself be vulnerable, you know, because you're out and about. Uh, number five is personal growth. Embracing vulnerability in- enables individuals to step out of their uh, comfort zone and embrace new opportunities for pr- uh, personal growth and development. And I'm not going to focus because I don't want to focus that much on the cons. So I'm going to focus on the ones that I think are the most important and the ones that I think most people are afraid of. Number one, and of course, it goes without saying, fear of rejection. And that's the thing. When you are open about yourself, you're going to en- encounter this a lot. People who are maybe scared or afraid to really listen to your story. And this is the thing. A lot of when you're being open to other people, some people are not ready. They're not ready for what you're about to share. So you need to be careful. You need to be careful. That's number two, being careful to who you are sharing your personal stuff. Uh, number three, you might be perceived as weak. So like I mentioned before, number one and two are the mo- the most important ones. Be careful who are, you are sharing your stuff with because it can backfire. And the thing is you need to really, really trust the person you, you're being open with. And last, I would say this uh, will happen to you in the beginning. Then it, it will become just sort of normal but it's emotional discomfort usually for uh, first timers uh, being vulnerable is not that easy and so i would recommend just try something small and share it with maybe your best friend from you know kindergarten or your personal your significant other uh, years that you've been together but i do recommend you try you try to do this so again i I do really encourage everyone and all of you to read the impact, the gifts of imperfection by Brene Brown. And again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, like I mentioned, I labeled this one, the empowered mind. So if you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe. I would really appreciate it and share it with others. Uh, so we can share with others this journey of growth and self-discovery. So remember, leaning into discomfort opens the door to a more authentic and fulfilling life. Goodbye. So for next episode, we're going to be moving away just a little bit from Brennan Brown's book. But again, thanks to those episodes, we're going to be able to understand what's coming next. Strategies for managing conflicts and promoting healthy communication in the classroom. And maybe, even maybe, with your partner, your friends, and anyone that you encounter. So see you next time. Goodbye.